sorority party massacre. Not oh. to be confused with sorority house massacre, which is a totally different thing. My name is Darian, and I am bringing you another week of horror updates and bullshit and stuff you didn't think you needed to know about, but we're going to tell you about it anyway. My main man, buddy, is back yeah. for two weeks in a row. <laughs> I know. Unprecedented, buddy. What's going on, dude? Oh, you know, um, today's been an interesting day. Yeah? Everything yeah. good? Yeah. So, I, I get a text this morning. Yeah? Uh, Violet's oldest. Gets into a car accident. Oh, shit. Is he okay? Yeah, he's okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, 7-Eleven over on Lemon Drive. Okay. Okay. The gas station there. It happened at the gas station. Yes. Um, gas tank is on the passenger side. Okay. So, as you're going as you're going into park next to the ga- the pumps. Right. Uh, you know, they got those barriers on both sides. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he missed the first one, but then there's a car coming the other way, so he's like, oh, I better get closer to the gas pumps. Okay. And instead of stopping um, next to the gas pumps, yeah. he goes a little bit too further and scrapes the bumper oh. right on the side, so the, or the fender. Yeah. So the fender's like all mangled in. He's like, I thought I just scratched it, but it's actually like mangled in. So <laughs> that, was, that was his first accident. Oh, dude. Well, <laughs> yeah. it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, you it know, definitely could have been worse. He was okay. Yeah. Nobody got it. You know, nobody else was involved. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just car stuff, you know. Yeah. You know, but just buy is, it, a fender is it still take drivable? It. Oh yeah, yeah, it's okay. definitely drivable. All yeah. right, it's basically just buy a fender, repaint it to you know match the car, yeah. and then put it back on. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. good. Yeah. Oh fuck, man. Uh, <laughs> what was my first accident? You know, my first accident was actually in my late 30s, and I was traveling from Washington State to here, and over by that Shasta area, you know, coming through all the woods and yeah. crap like that. Yeah, you think I'd hit a deer? No, I actually hit the bear chasing the deer. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it wow. totaled it totaled the van that. Uh, oh yeah, my ex and Bear you know, we were up all your car in. Pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah airbags deployed, all that stuff. But oh, yeah. we were able to drive it home. But that was about it after nice. that. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, my first accident. I got rear-ended on the freeway. I was driving a Ford Escape ZX2. Wow. Yeah, and I got plowed into, and I was already late for work. And the guy got out, and I got out, and I'm like, 
bro, it's fine. My whole rear end was totally wrecked. I'm like, bro, it's fine. Just forget it. And he's like, you sure? He's driving a big truck. It did nothing to his car. Right. He's like, no, we should do it. And I'm like, no, it's cool. Totally. I, I got to go. <laughs> took off. Got, I didn't even look at it till I got to work. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. I shouldn't have took off. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody coming into the office. Dude, what happened to your car? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to deal with it. You know what? Uh, well, I'm, I'm not getting written up for being late, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, we got horror news and listener mail and all the usual fun stuff. Mm-hmm. How about we kick things off with a little horror news, amigo? Oh, yeah. horror news what do you got for us there big guy well the developers of the texas chainsaw massacre has been promising a new map the mill as well as a family member and a new victim in the coming months and guess who has joined barbara crampton yep she uh, is finally revealed that she's joining the game. Was she part of any? Was she in any of the Texas Chainsaw movies? Not that I know of. I can't. I don't think so. No. No. All right. I guess <laughs> they're just gonna do that. <laughs> Why not? Just stick. Get her in there. We'll I mean, you know, she's you know a horror queen. <laughs> she is. Uh, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it. I have the game. I played it once. Have you? Do you have the map with her in it? Or no, I don't think it's been released yet. Has it? Um, I've only ha- played it that. one time. Okay, and I was like, "This is." I got st- you, everybody wants to be Leatherface, right? Not every. Oh, you can only have one Leatherface per game, obviously. Uh-huh. So then you get shoehorned into other characters, and I got stuck playing that retarded uh, hitchhiker guy. <laughs> just kind of dances around. Yeah, dances around <laughs> with a straight razor. I was like, "This is stupid. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm not going to kill anybody like this." Mm-hmm. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the video game, officially announced for June 2024 release. Okay. That's right. One of the most anticipated horror video games in 24, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the game, which has finally been given the official release date. Uh, This week, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is going to be on Xbox Series, XS, PS5, and PC, June 4th. I'm going to snag that one. Oh, yeah. Pre-orders will begin February 21st for one-week advance access. That's Um, tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really soon. I got to get down there. Uh, Players can team up as either clowns or humans. Now, you can take on the role of the iconic killer clown, cooperate in a team of three players, utilize unworld abilities, hunt humans with zany weapons, and plan your alien invasion to harvest the populations of Crescent Cove successfully, or you can fight back as a team of seven brave citizens of Crescent Cove. Explore the city for valuable loot and weapons, avoid getting captured by clowns, and try to survive the alien invasion. Now, this game reminds me, the way, at least the way it talks on here, reminds me of... Um, Oh, it's some like zombie type game, and there's like a witch in there that goes screaming all crazy. Oh, uh, um, Left for Dead. Yes, Left yeah. for Dead. I wonder if it's going to be similar to that because that's kind of what this reminds me of. Reading off the description, really, it sounds like the exact same thing as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hmm. And there's also a Predator game, which is the exact same thing, and it's pretty much the same as Dead by Daylight. They're all pretty formulaic. Hmm. You know, you got a bunch of they're all online games, right? You got a bunch of dudes got to play as the killers. And you get to see, I, I mean, to be to be fair, it's cool because you get to see, like, uh, the Sawyer house, you know, yes. and the surrounding areas, and you get to see all the generators and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but really, it's like um, it's, take for example, uh, Dead by Daylight. One match of that consists of five people: right. one killer, four survivors. Mm-hmm. You have to accomplish certain tasks as a survivor to escape the killer, and if you're a killer, you got to kill the survivors. Right, and that's small map. Yeah, you're done. Uh, you want to play around? You're done probably in 15 minutes tops, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool because like. I can get up for work in the morning, get a round or two in before I get ready for work. Right. And then, you know, I don't have to get drawn into some sweeping, uh, you know, plot line or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just a one and done thing. Right. But it's get. I mean, these are all kind of becoming the same thing. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the Evil Dead game was pretty much the same thing also. Huh. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I'll check it out uh, just because I'm a fanboy. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And I have a apparently a disposable income so yeah yeah. i'll throw some money at it why not (laughs) that's right all right that's all i got what do you got oh dude speaking of dead by daylight Mm. all things wicked next uh dlc chapter drops the 12th of march new killer new survivor new map appears to be some kind of a um I want to say something from the woods, like a Wendigo, maybe, huh. or maybe a werewolf. Okay. So th- there's a trailer out for it, and it's just somebody in a tent. It's like a found footage situation. Right. It's some guy in a tent, and there's something running around outside his tent, so he turns his camera on, and then for a second, whatever's out there jumps in and kills the guy, and you kind of get to see it a little bit. Hmm. See, like, some hair and a groovy face. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> of course I'm going to get it. I have to. God damn it. <laughs> Speaking of video games, are you ready for a Borderlands movie adaptation? Really? There's uh you ever play Borderlands? Uh once. It's it's fun. It's a uh, kind of a ridiculous first person shooter. Mm-hmm. Eli Roth making the movie starring Kate Blanchett and Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Uh still images are up. If All you're right. a Borderlands fanboy, then you'll recognize the characters that they're playing. Very cool. Uh, so prepare yourself for that, Heck I yeah. guess. Uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, Death and Porridge. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Coming at us right off the Disney train. Yeah, first I thought you were going to go off with a Disney title or yeah, something. That's what it's called. <laughs> Goldilocks and the Three Bears, Death and Porridge. All right. I think, that, isn't there already a horror movie that's got Goldilocks and the Three Bears in it? Uh, there's that those dead time stories yeah. ones. But no, that was are, a good one. It's stupid. <laughs> it's silly. Uh, yeah, this is what we're doing now, man. We're, we're getting public domain adaptations of Disney movies. Hey, why not? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure. Uh, we've seen worse. I guarantee you that. Cinderella, the deadly slipper. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Pan, the human trafficking ring. What? <laughs> it's just wrong, man. That's right. God. Uh, yeah, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, speaking of board games, or other games, I should say, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, the board game. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope it comes with, like, zany characters, I'm too. sure it does. And, and they gotta be a color. There goes another $150 right out of my pocket. Yep. Gonna have to get that one. <laughs> I'm gonna get yelled at by my wife. Uh, Trick or Treat Studios putting it out later this year. Very exciting. Should be ready by Halloween, they say. Nice. Lastly, it looks like Caleb Landry Jones will play Dracula in an upcoming origin story movie. Hmm. Uh, Caleb Landry Jones, that name ring any bells? Mm-mm. You'd recognize him if you saw him. He was, um, you ever see a movie called Antiviral? I want to say I did. Uh, what else? Uh, the Last Exorcism? Yes. Uh, he was the brother. 
Oh, okay. Real pasty guy, yeah. freckles. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be a real Irish Dracula, Irish looking Dracula. Well, you know, he's gonna be very white. He's yeah. already there. Not a not a lot of makeup needed mm. there for him. And that's all I got in the horror news, you maniac. All right. You ready for some listener mail? You betcha. Let's get it. Listener mail. Yeah, buddy. Hmm. Let's start things off in Sydney, Australia. Here comes our main man, Tim. Hey, Tim. Subject line, the end of the Terror Dome. Oh, yeah. What's up, guys? I'm hoping everyone is here this week since it's the main event for the Terror Dome. And my guy is fighting and hopefully winning. So, obviously, I'm taking Rawhead Rex to win this thing and go on to become the first Terror Dome champion who's only been in one movie. It's fair enough. Another one for Rawhead. Uh, meat hook. I like this meat hook. Good idea. Number three, tiptoe through the tulips. Tiptoe through the tulips. <laughs> uh, it's from Insidious. Yeah. Number two, The Man That Comes Around by Johnny Cash. Played at the start of Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, number one, Freebird. Devil's Rejects and Because It's Fucking Freebird. <laughs> I get, I get that. I just wish it wasn't nine and a half minutes long. Yeah. That's, a, that's the only problem I have with Freebird. Mm-hmm. So Cobweb is great. I don't understand the hate that it got. Sure, it has some problems with the look of the creature, but I was invested in the whole film. Mm-hmm. That's it for me this week. Go Rawhead Rex, and I'll speak to you all next time. Nice. Right on, Tim. Got your votes locked in, dude. Mm-hmm. See what else we got here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here comes Mrs. Horror for Dummies. Oh. Jaleesa's in the house. Subject line, I'm sorry to disappoint you all. What? She's backing out of the sloppy blowjobs. Oh. Dude, I already voted, Jaleesa. I can't take the vote back, so <laughs> I'm going to at least need like a, uh, well, if you could just look at it. <laughs> I'll send you a picture. You got to at least look at it because I already voted, okay? Mm. Hi, this is Jaleesa here, Tim's wife. I need to clear something up. My stupid husband mentioned that apparently I would give sloppy blowjobs to anyone who voted for Rex. I was never informed about this information, and as much as I love a good dick, I just cannot take too many. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I have not disappointed anyone. While I'm here, I will vote for Rawhead Rex as well. If I don't, I won't be receiving any tongue action, apparently. Hope everyone is well. Bye. Also, Tim told me to write that Free Bird is the best song ever. Fair enough. (laughs) Two more for Rex. Right on, Jaleesa. Uh, I don't want to keep her from the tongue action. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I've heard stories about how Jaleesa gets when she hasn't had any tongue in a while. (laughs) So I'm going to, yeah, let's... uh, (laughs) Let's 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 make this happen for Tim. That's right. Happy wife, happy sloppy blowjob. I believe is what the <laughs> the phrase is. That's right. We got some uh, uh, voicemails here, buddy. All right. We got quite a few here, buddy. I'm gonna try and play these in the correct order. Uh, let's start things off with our main man in Alabama. Here comes Alan. Hey, Alan. I believe this one was first. What's up? What's up, Hope Al? Everybody's doing good. All right, Terror Dome. What do you think? Give me Rawhead Rex. You got it. Um, 
Meat Hook, of course. You just heard me yell Freebird from Devil's Rejects. Then Man Comes Around by Johnny Cash wow. at the start of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And finally, uh, Big Empty by Stone Temple Pilots from The Crow. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Let's see. What else? Uh, shit. I remembered. <laughs> I, I'll call back with who Mr. Darian is. Already. Y'all have a good one. Bye. <laughs> right on, Alan. Tim and Alan, I think, are the same person, just with yeah, different yeah, right. accents, really. <laughs> well, I hope I got one of you a sloppy blowjob. Uh, here he goes. He called back. Freebird! Freebird it is. Yeah, Freebird. All right. We're sticking with that one. Right on, Alan. I don't think Freebird's on the uh, turtle. No, but anytime you get a chance to shout Freebird into a phone, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to not do it, right? Uh, he called back again. Hey, Padded Room Soap, are you yeah. the fun house? Yes, That's sir. All got. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> you got it, Alan. Fun house it is. Uh, <laughs> Next voicemail is going to be the whole song. Fun house! <laughs> yeah, the whole song of Freebird. Oh, God. <laughs> That's going to be like three voicemails. <laughs> yeah. We get up, only get up three minutes. Uh, let's see here. Here comes Coop Newcomb. Oh. Hey, I was calling to get in my uh, three on a meat hook. Yeah, what do you uh, think, buddy? Songs that make us uh, think of certain movies. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So I have number three, the uh, El Nino song, How Can I Live Without You, from the movie Freddy vs. Jason. That's a good one. Yeah, And, and there's a bunch of others on that That's one. That's a good one actually soundtrack. Had a really good soundtrack. Yeah. Um, number two, um, the song 43 by Mushroom Head on the 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also another one that had other great songs on it. Yeah. And uh, my number one is Invisible Wounds by Fear Factory, which was on that uh, the first Resident Evil movie. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that was another good yeah. Talk to you later. Beautiful. Very cool. Thanks for calling in, Coop. Uh, Alan called back again. <laughs> Freebird! Freebird! <laughs> Padded Room, what's up? What's Hope up, everybody's dude? doing good. We're still good. Um, yeah. I meant to call back again. Okay. Um. That's what I was going to say after I say so. Oh, shit. I gave you all my meat hook. Well, some honorable mentions. i got to go with Pet Cemetery by the Ramones. That's a good one. That's oh, on yeah. mine. And uh, Sweet Dreams by Marilyn Manson. That's and, on a number um, of movies. Trick or Treat. Yeah. And you were wondering what scene made me squirm in The Last House on the Left original. Yeah, yeah. And it is when the guy's dreaming and he's, wait, he's dreaming about them knocking his teeth out with a chisel. Yeah. I have a thing about tooth stuff. You know, some people have, like, eyeball or whatever. Yeah. I have a tooth thing. I can understand that. And that scene has always got to me. And as far as, like, tooth stuff, um, I can't, I hate it when people file, file their nails. Because when I was a kid, me and one of my friends were fighting, and he stuck a nail file in my mouth and started working on my teeth. Yeah. So, yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. Hope everybody's there. Maybe a three-headed Hydra beast this time. <laughs> just Darian or just Darian a buddy or just Darian and Jason. Who Maybe knows? We'll have the, the three heads of doom. The, yeah, buddy. Bye. <laughs> not, the, not this week, Alan. I'm sorry. Uh, so, interesting thing here. I just kind of gleaned from that last voicemail. Alan says, got into a fight with a quote-unquote friend of mine. He put a nail file in my mouth and started working on my teeth. 
Hmm. Do you call that guy a friend? I'm going <laughs> to say no. Like I've been no, I've been known to like punch my friends in the face, yeah. and they've been known to punch me. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But to get to a sadistic level of holding me down and doing dental work, no, you are not my friend, sir. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you, we are no longer simpatico. <laughs> but I don't know. Things are different in Alabama, I suppose. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right on, dude. That's all we got on the listener mail, amigo. You got anything for Alan, Cooper, or Jaleesa, or Tim? Thanks all for calling and writing in. You guys are the best. Yeah. You already knew that. Uh, I guess it's movie time, then. Mm-hmm. A house on the edge of the woods. Out here it's safe and peaceful. A family alone. Mom? Yes, sweetheart? Can you leave the door open a crack? A favorite uncle who needed their help. Things haven't been going so good for me since I got back, sis. You can come stay with us. But when they invited him in... I think I better keep my eye on you. They let in something they could never imagine. Ever escape. What's wrong with you? Bad moon. It doesn't have to be Halloween to be this scary. Bad moon, buddy. Bad moon. It doesn't have to be Halloween. <laughs> How do you get a voice that deep? You just chain smoke and drink, chew on gravel and drink black coffee. Yeah. I'm not going to do it, but bad moon. Bad moon. <laughs> it's bad moon, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. From uh, 1996, got 5.8 stars on IMDb. Stars hmm. Mariel Hemingway, Michael Pere, and Mason Gamble. This one is written by Wayne Smith, directed by Eric Red. Um, <clears throat> so, uh... Yeah, it's a, it's a werewolf movie. It's uh, you know, it's got that mid to late 90s kind of vibe and mm-hmm. pacing to it, which I don't necessarily hate, but I don't think works well in a werewolf movie, especially if you're going to show us up front who the werewolf is. Oh yeah. It might work a little bit better if there was some, you know, oh, who who could it be? Who's the mm-hmm. fucking asshole here? But we know right from the get right from the fucking first five minutes of the movie, we know mm-hmm. who it is. Yep. All right. So, if I, and again, this is one problem I have with this movie is that we start off in the Amazon jungle. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Why is there? There's no werewolves in the jungle, man. <laughs> there is in this movie. Well, there is. I mean, you make him like a were jaguar, <laughs> yeah. something, uh, an, uh, anaconda person. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. It's weird. So, you know, there's no wolves in the right. jungle. Right. That's not where they live, buddy. You understand that? Mm-hmm. They live in like a forest, not a rainforest. Well, you know, maybe maybe he was exploring. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking too many questions. Uh, Michael Pere. Remember this, this guy? Yes. Oh, Streets of Fire, one of my favorite movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Eddie and the Cruisers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This guy can sing, too, actually. Hmm. Um, he's down there. He plays a guy named Ted. And I think he's supposed to be on some kind of an archaeological situation. Yeah. Or he's looking for a fucking species of something or other. I don't know what he's doing. He's got like a he's got like the Indiana Jones yeah. 
just tent set up uh-huh. with the uh, screaming hot local girl that's going to bang his brains out here in about two Man. seconds. Uh, old Michael Pere got himself a handful. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. Wow. I don't blame him. Man, what a start. I would have put <laughs> that fucking hand right up in there. <laughs> that's what he did. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're all excited because they found whatever the hell they, they're looking for. He's got like a posse of uh, native workers and laborers that are there helping with the dig and moving all the uh, equipment and all that fun shit. And uh, he, he's also got his girlfriend, who's a smoking hot young lady, and mm-hmm. he's banging her in the tent. And uh, werewolf attack. Yes. Out of nowhere. Uh, just when you thought it was safe to go back into the rainforest. <laughs> fucking yeah. werewolves in the rainforest. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I'd be more worried about the bugs than anything. Mm-hmm. They got mosquitoes down there. Oh, yeah. They got uh, five bullet ants. Oh, yeah, I'll man, take a werewolf early. over a bullet ant yeah. any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Especially uh, if you live past it. Oh, you definitely don't want that. <laughs> you go ahead and kill me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and kill me. I'll, I'll be a werewolf. I think it'd be pretty cool. Uh, anyway, but not this werewolf. This one's kind of weird. Uh, but uh, werewolf comes, wipes out all the workers, rips the, the smoking hot girlfriend out of the tent, uh, tosses her around for a little bit, and mm-hmm. then eventually... Uh, rip slashes her wide, wide open, like from the face all the way down between her boobs to her uh, midsection there. She's dead. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Pere, trying to help her, got himself slashed up too. But then a man manages to blow the werewolf's head off with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All that was like the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, from there, we're going to shoot up to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Vancouver is where this was filmed. Yeah. This is kind of like where you're from, right? Anyway, yeah. Yeah? Up there in Washington State. Yeah. Very similar to the, like the... Yeah, for the most part, yeah. yeah right on. Uh, Vancouver's from from Seattle is only like an hour, right? Yeah, north. Give or take, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you got to go across the Canadian border. Right. So anyway, you know this. I don't know why I'm explaining it to you. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know when you're done. I'll be yeah, right you're back. You're like, <laughs> you are still correct. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's where we're at. Uh, we're going to meet our protagonist here. We've got Muriel Hemingway. Uh, she is playing a single mom, and her son is played by Mason Gamble. Um, Mason Gamble was one of the the, the most recent iteration of uh, Dennis the Menace on film. Hmm. So there's that. He's a, as far as child actors go, circa 1996. He did pretty good. He did all right. Yeah. yeah. I think he did better than Muriel Hemingway. Yeah, I think so, too. I do not find her attractive. Nope. She is way too masculine. Mm-hmm. She's got a jaw that, uh, like a chiseled kind of a jaw thing. Yeah. And we have, we're we going to open up on them. We're playing, uh, he's out in the front yard playing with his dog, a German shepherd named Thor. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool because we get a little uh, dog cam perspective going yeah. on, you know, which is kind of neat. You don't see that too often. Um and this random dude, this is so weird. This random dude comes walking up the road. I don't know. Maybe it's a Pacific Northwest thing. And uh, he's like, hey, what's going on there, little guy? And uh, Brett is Mason Gamble's character. He's like, ah. And the German Shepherd is like kind of not growling at the guy, but keeping himself between Brett and the guy. Mm-hmm. And then the guy's like, hey, is your mom around? And then here comes Mariel Hemingway down. And she's like, Hey, can we help you? And he's like, "Hey, yeah, I've got some some literature here for to help uh, kids learn stuff." And he's like, 
making like aggressive movements towards the dog, mm-hmm. and he does like a weird suitcase click thing, which uh, I guess provokes Thor the dog, and the dog knocks him over, and then he starts. The guy starts screaming about how he was bit. Yeah, and this is—I don't know if this is a real thing or not—but uh, Muriel Hemingway uh, plays Janet, Janice, and she apparently is a lawyer, and she's seen this type of thing before. She calls him a quote-unquote flopsy. flopsy? Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's actually the right term or not, but it's like whatever. I don't know if it's an actual thing. Yeah, well, is it? Yeah, so like if you go to like New York or something like that, yeah. there's people. She even pointed out to him, there's people who like dive in front of moving cars. Yeah, you know, to try to claim something, and they do, and they portray that in some like older, some older movies. Yeah, because that I don't know if it's still a thing, but back in the '80s, it was a big thing. Oh, really? Yeah, I gotta try that. Yeah, so like car gets, ah! gets going, not going too fast, yeah. but you just kind of. My foot. What you do is you just jump up a little bit, so okay. it looks like you get hit, but you go on top of the car, and okay. then when they stop, you roll off the car, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna sue you." Three hundred dollars. I'll walk away right now. But you have to jump because if you don't jump, you're gonna get ran over. Okay. <laughs> you gotta at okay. least get your feet off the ground. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> yeah. So take notes. Jump, jump first, and then get hit by the car. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then collect three hundred dollars. Okay. Take I got like three hundred dollars. Yeah. I think I get. Would, would, would it be weird if weird if I was wearing a helmet? Or would you think they would? They'd probably well, figure, it depends on how you act after you get it. If you're like, yeah. <laughs> I'll tear the helmet off real quick and throw it. And then yeah. I'll go, ah! yeah. Stupid. That is dumb. <laughs> anyway, uh, she's like, this is a flopsy. He, uh, you know, tries to collect insurance and he's basically a scam artist. And the guy's like, no, your dog bit me. And she's like, where's the blood? I'll take you to the hospital. And she, he's like, no, I'll do it. And then I'm going to sue you. And this is where we find out she's actually a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And she's a, a pretty tough cookie, too. Yeah, she definitely talked her talk. Yeah. yeah she, she had a good game there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so from there, they go back inside. The phone rings. And we find out Michael Perret, Ted is playing. He's Janice's brother. Right. And he is camping at a lake about an hour away. And apparently they haven't seen each other in quite a while, which is, uh, you know, I mean, guys on Amazon expeditions, so yeah. that explains that. Uh, so uh, Brett and Janice hop in the car and they go hauling ass up to the lake where Brett, where uh, Ted is camping out. He's got himself a um, streamline, airline, what do, yeah. you, what do you call it? Call Airstream. The, yeah, Airstream. I call those silver bullets. Silver bullets, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's camping out there at the lake, and uh, everything's cool. But then, you know, they catch up and they hang out. Uh, while uh, they're outside talking, Brett wanders into the airstream and starts poking around, and he finds a bunch of literature on werewolves. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, buddy. Yeah. Michael Protet is a werewolf. Mm-hmm. We already knew We that. already knew it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's no point in trying to hide it, really. But um, Brett didn't know that, and Janice has no idea. Right. So about this time, they're going to take off, um, and then we get some weird random dude walking around the woods at night. Uh, he was, like, strapping himself to a tree, I think, but they were unstrapping. I don't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He's a big, fat guy, and he's in the woods alone at night. He had a hard hat on, like it was his job. Mm-hmm. What, are you do- what are you doing out there? No idea. Looking to get eaten by a bear is what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, good news and bad news. Uh, no bears, but there is a werewolf. Yeah. So we get to watch this guy get eaten. I thought this part was pretty cool because you see the werewolf actually like bite through the hard hat. 
oh, and like yeah. take a chunk out of his head. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as werewolves go, this one is not the best one I've seen ever. Not the worst. Definitely not the worst. Uh, we are about to knock on the door of a very questionable transformation scene, <laughs> which. <laughs> I just, you know, first my shoulder goes and yeah. then half my neck goes. <laughs> yeah. it's so weird. We'll it's get like it. he's boiling. We'll get into that. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get there. He just kind of blobs into a wheel. <laughs> yeah. uh, so for, that's very scary. Uh, the next morning, Ted calls uh, Janice, and it's one of those out of context, I love you phone calls. Yeah. Never a good thing. No. Never. I get like uh, four of those a year from multiple mics. (laughs) And I know it's coming because I won't hear from them from like two months. And then my phone will ring and, hey, man. (laughs) Ah, shit. Mike, not now. (laughs) Yeah. God damn it. Uh, He's like, hey, Janice, it's really nice seeing you. You know, maybe spend some time with you and Brett. Uh, She's like, oh, yeah, good seeing you too, man. Um, Hey, Obviously, you're struggling with something up there. Why don't mm-hmm. you Why don't you come on down here and stay with us? Yeah. And then he opens a door, and there's like a full on crime scene right outside of his camper. I'm surprised they allowed him to go. That was a question that I had, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that many right outside your right, door. And literally, you are camped in the middle of the crime scene. <laughs> yeah. I don't think normally they just let you go. <laughs> right. I don't know. Maybe he smooth talked him or something. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> So, yeah, he rolls up, and uh, he's now camping in her backyard. She's got a nice piece of property there. Uh, He's got the Airstream set up there in the backyard. Mm -hmm. Everything's cool. Uh, Thor, the dog, wants no part of uh, Ted at all. And sometimes he'll, like, kind of, like, sniff him out a little bit, and sometimes he'll, like, growl at him, and sometimes he'll Mm kind of, you know. uh, Whenever Ted makes, like, a weird movement – or like you know, turns the wrong way. Thor freaks right out. Oh, and yeah. They have to they have to take him and put him somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty scary. Um, now we're gonna get back to uh, this kind of uh, tense situation between Janice and Ted. I mean, it's already tense because he's acting like a weirdo. Yeah. But now she's starting to suspect things. Um, one night, uh, out of the out of the middle of nowhere, uh, Thor completely freaks out and loses his shit. They think he just has to go to the bathroom, so they let him outside. Mm-hmm. And because I think Thor was actually supposed to be like the main character of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It seems that way, right? Yeah, the hero. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Thor just goes running off into the woods. And because we're going to follow Thor through the woods, we follow... We he figure out that he's got uh, Ted's scent and he's tracking him through the woods and then eventually he happens upon the big bad werewolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor gets like all pissed off and kind of doesn't really attack the werewolf, but the werewolf scrapes him up pretty good and then Thor runs home. Yeah, um, that's okay. Uh, Thor makes it back in. Everything's cool. He's all all bloodied up and scratched up and stuff. Um, the next more. Ted doesn't come back till the next morning and he's all sweaty and his shirt's missing. And uh, Janice is like, hey, man, what have you been doing in the woods? And he's like, oh, I just went for a run. Okay. <laughs> I mean, all right. Okay. You like running through the woods at night without a shirt on, do you? <laughs> or a flashlight. <laughs> yeah. Like you didn't smack into a tree. But whatever. Um, 
so now Thor's all bloody, and that's kind of weird. Uh, Brett's kind of being – he's picking up the vibe of what Thor's putting down. Yeah. You know, there's something going on with Uncle Ted. Mm-hmm. Best just to stay away from him. And Ted's being kind of dicky around the house too. Yeah. He's like, you better keep that dog on a leash, man. I don't know. Uh, so now we cut to the next night. This is when our friend the Flopsy comes back around, and he's got mm-hmm. a meat cleaver. And he's, oh, yeah. He's like, I'm going to show that bitch fucking dog disrespect me. <laughs> I know. I, I'm thinking to myself, are you really that stupid to go after a lawyer's dog? Well, I mean, what, I are, you, what are you going to do? That, I mean, you, you, you're in a suit and tie in a trench coat, and you're rolling up with a meat cleaver. Yeah. That dog's going to rip you to fucking shreds, oh, you yeah. idiot. Whatever, man. <laughs> Whatever. Doesn't uh, have a gun. No, no gun. All he's got is a meat cleaver. He's like, fucking dog, I'm going to get him. I'm going to fucking knock him out. Uh, so apparently, and I could be wrong about this, buddy. Tell me what you think. Does hmm. Does Ted turn into a wolf every night? So that's what it seemed like. But it also seemed like, uh, you know, he's got that story like, oh, you know, when he's talking to the boy werewolves, you know, they – you know, in TV, it's it's always on a full moon. He's like, well, it could be any moon. Well, then every time he transforms, yeah, it's a full moon. Yeah. Like, I didn't see any other moons beside yeah. that. And so, it seemed like it was every single night. But yeah. does that mean every single night was a full moon? Well, I mean, if that's the case, then this story would take place over the, I don't know, about five months, six months. Right. You know? So, and I what mean, the hell's he, going it, on in between full moons? Yeah, I don't know. Because every time he changed, they showed the moon, and yeah. it was always full. Oh, yeah. They love the footage of the moon. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, very confusing, that part. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> anyway, uh, old Flopsy rolls back in. Uh, 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 Thor starts freaking out again, so they let him out. And unfortunately, this time, uh, the werewolf gets to Flopsy and just rips him in half. Yeah. Uh Thor comes back and he tried to fight the werewolf, so he's bloody again. Uh, next day, cop shows up and he's like, "Hey, man," uh, he's talking to Janice. So, uh, you know that uh, guy that you were filed the complaint against? Yeah, we found him ripped in half just around the corner here. We're pretty sure your dog did it. Mm-hmm. And then the cop just leaves. Yeah, aren't shouldn't you do something about that crazy fucking dog? Uh, I think it was to the point where there was no proof of it. Okay, so because he did say, you know, look, you, you know, if this continues, you know, if we yeah. ca- basically if we catch him, you might want to think about getting a new hound. Sure. So, but there was no actual evidence that the dog that did the it. dog did okay. it. So he couldn't really take it because it's not like, oh yeah, there's you know, yeah, like your, your dog large, marks all over it. It's yeah, not a large animal. Yes. And Thor was all cut up. He just, the, next the cop was just like, it, it might be your dog. Yeah. But since we don't know for sure, just keep that in mind. And if it is, you're going to get a new dog. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's like a, the, the whole taste for blood thing. Involuntary manslaughter. Right. Or something. You know, there's gotta be some charges on her. Too. The, they, I, I'm surprised that it ended like that. Not like taking the dog, but right. just where's the, uh, investigation. Yeah, no. That was it. It's like, oh, hey, we found a dead guy, you know, and it looks like a wild animal, possibly a large dog. dog, Yeah. But uh, we didn't particularly like that guy, so we're not going to put a lot of effort into this. (laughs) That's the way it felt. That's the way it felt. No, he was a sleaze anyway. So, So, uh, you know, let's just make sure to not leave the dog out anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If if some poor fat kid comes walking by, you know, that could be a real mess. And maybe it's the fact that he's a sheriff and she's a lawyer. They got a real tight close, like, you know, buddy buddies, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. 
so this is when uh, Muriel gets the news that a bunch of dead hikers were found up at the lake that Ted was yeah was uh, camping out at. What a coincidence! Well, I don't know if I am just not a Muriel Hemingway fan, or if she was kind of phoning in this performance. But like the way she co- like questioned him about it, Ted. There's a bunch of dead hikers up there. You yeah. didn't say anything about it, you mm-hmm. silly guy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's not at all disconcerting to you. N- n- never mind the out of context, I love you phone call, you know. Right. And she is a criminal lawyer, so I'm sure she has some inside information. Mm-hmm. Whatever, dude. Whatever. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not here to cast judgment. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, very scary. Uh Riveting stuff. Uh, so now we cut to the next night, or I assume the next night. Again, Ted goes out off into the woods. Uh, Thor goes running out chasing him. Uh, Thor again happens upon the werewolf. Uh, this time, Ted takes the. Uh, he's got like this set of handcuffs that are like, I don't know, a good twenty-four with a twenty-four inch chain. Right. And he basically bear hugs himself a tree, handcuffs himself to it, and then does the whole werewolf thing. Mm-hmm. Which begs the question of how the hell he gets out of it when he's done being a werewolf. <laughs> right? Just a question. I'm not poking holes in this. I'm just asking questions. Maybe he just drops the key right there on the that's, ground. That's so. what he does. <laughs> yeah. Werewolf can't smell a key. <laughs> hell no. All right. Uh, just take it with. So that's what happens. And we see it. he always goes to the same tree. It's all <laughs> scratched up and shit. You ever see a werewolf pick a lock? No, I would be very impressed. Yeah, that's why he drops the key. <laughs> I'm sure there's a video game somewhere where a werewolf has to pick. <laughs> got like a toothpick and a bobby pin. <laughs> just rips the tree right off. Just smash the fucking door. What are you picking a lock for? Stupid. All right. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so now we see that Ted is like, he's trying to not be a werewolf. He's not very happy about this whole situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thor freaks out again, goes running back. Um, big spaz attack. Uh, Janice gets him back in the house and she's like, all right, this is like the fifth night in a row that Thor has had himself a spaz attack. Let me go knock on Ted's door and see if he's noticed anything in the woods. Right. Goes and knocks on the door, lets herself in and, uh, sees all the werewolf literature Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me, and finds a picture of Ted's dead girlfriend with her face all mangled, <laughs> i.e., werewolf attack. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. So that's pro- why would you t- why would you keep a picture of that? Obsessed. I mean, I we all we all have our thing that we like to beat off to. <laughs> dead, ch- dead werewolf attack chicks is not yeah. a website that I pay for. It should have been the picture right before it happened. Yes, way better. <laughs> yeah, we get all groovy. <laughs> I remember this night. Yeah, well, it was pretty nice up until the werewolf. <laughs> up until the werewolf. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lovely evening actually. Uh, so she's like, "Oh fuck, there he is! He's, he's got like a microscope in there and like a little makeshift laboratory. He's trying to find a way to not be a werewolf. I think is what he's trying to do." Uh, but is he though? I, I, what else is he doing with all that shit? I don't know. It almost seemed like he was enjoying it. Towards the end, yeah. Yeah. Um, so now she waits up for him this time. Again, he comes back as the sun's coming up, all mm-hmm. sweaty with his shirt off. Hey, Dad, what's up, man? What are you doing? Oh, I just went for another run. Okay, perfect. Uh, let's hang out here. 
And then uh, they have dinner that night with the kid. And mm-hmm. as they're cleaning up the dishes, she's like, hey, man, uh, if I ask you a question, will you be 100% honest with me? And he's like, yeah, of course. Where's your girlfriend? And he's like, Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> and she's like, you son of a bitch. Um, as he's leaving, he gets like into a weird staring contest with Thor. Yeah. And they're like, you know, it's like the shootout at the OK Corral or something. Who's going to move first? Mm-hmm. And then Ted winks, winks at, at it. <laughs> in a very, very aggressive, threatening manner. Yeah. And Thor lunges at him and clamps down on his forearm and like starts biting him. This is the point where uh, Janice is like, okay, dude, this dog is batshit crazy. Out I of control. To do this. We got He may have killed that flopsy dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got we to gotta, we gotta get rid of the dog, buddy. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. So she calls animal control. They come and get the dog in a very tear-jerky kind of a scene. Man. Yeah? Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> I hope that dog's actually acting because that looked terrible. Oh, yeah, man. That was miserable. <laughs> it was. Yeah. The and kid's acting was on point, like all yeah. crying and stuff. I was like, wow. Yeah. That's a- uh, Mariel Hemingway, on the other hand, seemed pretty indifferent about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, like, She's like, nah, well, he's crazy, so, you know, he's got to go. <laughs> yeah. You could, could you try to console the kid a right. little bit? No, just, <laughs> nope. that's it. Uh, so, animal co- control comes and gets Thor and takes him to the pound. That's very sad. Everybody's miserable, but that night we decide we're going on a rescue mission, buddy. Mm-hmm. Black Ops. Nine year old with a pair of bolt cutters. <laughs> yeah, fucking commando. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the only Black Ops we got going on that night. Because again, Janice sees uh, Ted take off into the woods, and this part is particularly stupid. Yeah, um, she, he's, she sees him run off into the woods. Uh, she spends like a minute, uh, just kind of pacing around with a flashlight. Then she spends another minute reaching up and grabbing a gun, nervously pawing at it and then putting the gun back. And now he's got like a three to five minute head start. He's running and she's just going to lazily follow after into the fucking forest, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a, uh, air tag on him that I know of. No. <laughs> and we didn't even have, uh, find my phone apps back then. Right. So. How the hell is she going to find him? Find my werewolf app. <laughs> that's what it was. Where's my werewolf brother? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot to turn my notifications off. Uh, so anyway, we just kind of have to play along with this. Um, Brett is uh, he's uh, infiltrating the local pound, which apparently goes completely dark after 6 p.m. Yeah. Everybody just locks up and calls it a night. Mm-hmm. Very convenient for him. All he's got to do is hop a fence... Uh, find Thor in this unsightly outdoor cage, Yeah, which seems a bit much for the Pacific Northwest. Those mm-hmm. dogs are going to die of ammonia. Uh, and bust him out. Very good. Uh, on the other side of town, uh, Janice has followed Ted up to his favorite handcuff tree. Yeah. And she's like, hey, hey. And he's like, I smell you. What are you doing, Janice? And she's like, hey, yeah, it's me. I'm trying to figure out what you're doing. Um, unfortunately, he was on the point of putting the handcuffs on. Yeah. But she, she should inter- have waited a little longer. Yeah. She interrupted him and he only had one handcuff on. So mm-hmm. he's free. Uh, and this is when we see the big, the big werewolf transformation here. <laughs> this, this is not good, Mm-mm. buddy. Um, now it's 1996. We don't have CGI. Right. It felt a little bit like they were trying to do some CGI without having like some kind of weird 
computer camera thing. Yeah. It, uh, it didn't work. Mm-mm. Uh, basically, he looks pretty good like in the opening stage. He's talking to her. He's like, you know what? I'm a werewolf. I'm sorry. I did gang and I had to kill the, uh, what's her name? He's got the teeth and he's got the eyes. And she's like, oh, we can get you some help. This is when she produces the gun. And we find out that she did bring the gun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm okay being a werewolf. I'm getting better at this. She's like, no, we should probably not. And then he goes full werewolf. And first he kind of turns pink. Mm-hmm. And then um, he kind of gets like this pustule thing. But only on half of his like his body and his head. It, it looks really bad. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it was. It's not the worst werewolf transformation I've seen, but it's d- bottom bottom five, probably. It's mm-hmm. pretty bad, dude. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Especially as cool as the werewolf itself looked post-transformation. This was kind of stupid. And then, like, some animatronics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, naturally, she's like, oh, fuck this, takes off running back to the house. He starts chasing her. Uh, they get to the house. Big fight going on there. Uh, across town, uh, Brett gets Thor out of the the uh, pound. Thor finds a way to jump over the fence, and then Brett has to keep up on his bike. Thor gets back to the house before Brett does. Um, all kinds of fucking havoc going on at the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the werewolf is smashing her into things and kicking the shit out of her. She uh, unloads a revolver into the werewolf. Um it's slowed it slowed him down a little bit, but I don't think it really did too much in the way of hurting him. But then uh, Thor gets back just as she's about to uh, you know get killed by the werewolf, and Thor th- like lunges, lunges at him, lunges, yeah. and they both go out of the window. <clears throat> Second story window. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess that kills the werewolf because that's pretty much the end of your movie. Yeah, except for a nightmare sequence in which. She thinks that Thor is a werewolf. Yeah. Thor wolf. Thor wolf. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Um, this is not my favorite werewolf movie. I'm not mad at it. Uh, I like Michael Pere in it. Um, Mariel Hemingway just didn't do it for me. No. Uh, she just seemed so... Like she was phoning it in, you know. I mean, I get it. It's a werewolf movie. There's not a lot of high. She drum. just had that resting bitch face the entire movie. I think she has had that her entire life. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can take that off. But yeah, she she's got a pretty strong resting bitch face, and uh, that that transformation really killed it for me. Yeah, you know, the werewolf itself didn't look bad. Um, no. It was just a transformation. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. Michael Pere, I thought, did a pretty good job. He played like a tortured dude. You know, like a wolfman type mm-hmm. type of a guy. I thought it was funny when they were actually watching the wolfman, though. That yeah. Was... <laughs> uh, what's his name? Brett's trying to break down the rules of being a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Michael Pere's like, yeah, okay, buddy. You know it all, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that scene where uh sitting at the table, and he's like, come here. Come over here. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. It's like, if I was a kid, I'd be like, mom. Yeah. He's creepy uncle. Yeah. Stranger danger. Sit on my lap. Really? Uh, <laughs> eh, maybe not there, fella. Yeah. But, yeah. but then he gives him like, the, there'll be other animals in your life. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about you take your hands off me there, fella? <laughs> right. You creeper. Um, it's if if we could have, I think, um, avoided the werewolf. I say less is more when it comes to the werewolves. Unless yeah. you have, if like, you can't do it right, don't do it. Just don't even, sh- or you know, just show the claws and the teeth. That's all we really need. Yeah, well, as um, long as they don't look like gloves and. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have seen some fucking dipshit werewolves, mm-hmm. my friend. Um, it's not bad. I'm not mad no. at it. Um, I think it's worth a watch, though. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, uh, there's, there's definitely worse movies out there. This one, uh, not the greatest, but it, it was watchable. Sure, maybe yeah. not for a rewatch, but. It was, was, it, was, it was this good. Your, your first time? My seeing? first time watching this one. So I have a confession to make. I saw this in the theater when it first came out. Wow. And I fell asleep. I slept through the whole fucking thing. Oh, my God. I was, it's not because it was boring. It was because I was so fucking tired. I was uh, fresh out of high school, and I was working a job at the Nugget. I had to be at work at 4 in the morning, which meant I got up around 2 a.m. And, uh, yeah, I got off work at noon. And me and my buddy hooked up around one thirty. I, fuck, I was done. <laughs> Just fell asleep. Damn. There's uh, seven dollars and fifty cents. I'll never get back. <laughs> um, this is actually based on a book, buddy, uh, by the title of Thor, and it's written by wow. Wayne Smith. The, the dog. B- yeah, the book is actually takes place all from the dog's point of view. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, the family is much bigger. It's a uh, mom, dad, three kids. And uh, there's no single mom, no flopsy, none of that shit. But the uncle comes back, and the uh, kind of the the crux of the story is the dog Thor trying to figure out if uh, the uncle is one of his pack and needs to be respected and protected, or a threat. Because depending on what time of the month it is, it goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. So you kind of follow Thor and him trying to figure this dude out while the bodies are stacking up and all that. Interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good read, actually. Yeah. One of the things I didn't like was the name of the movie. I don't think that was a... Bad Moon? Yeah. If they had put more emphasis on, like, you know, I change on the full moon... Something, I don't know. The timeline was wacky. Yeah. It's a little little janky. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take us a little break there, big guy. Oh, yeah.
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, Monsignor. Yeah. Yeah. There he is. There I am. I knew you were coming. Uh, yes, sir, buddy. I wouldn't mind being a werewolf. I just wouldn't want to have a little control over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the, that's the biggest problem. Yeah, having to work around a moon schedule. Yeah, and you're going to want to, like, if you could jump straight, you need, like, a werewolf mentor, I think, is what you need. Yeah. And, like, a straight jacket that he can put you in. Yeah, somehow to lock yourself in a cage or something. Yeah, and then maybe, maybe you'll be okay after a while. I don't know. Or maybe not. Stay away from family. Yeah. Kids in wheelchairs. <laughs> Shoot you in the eye with a fucking rocket. That's right. Fuck. <laughs> Piss me off. Well, I think it is time for... Oh, you know what, buddy? Some hmm, bitch. What? We got a last-minute voicemail here, my man. What? Yeah. <laughs> this just in. Tom Hardy is in the house. Hey. Hey, yo. <laughs> Let me get him dialed in here. Yeah. Before we get into our... Three on a meat hook. Better oh. late than never. Oh, boy. He came in a few times. All right. Hey, look out here. All right. All right. Here comes number one. Hey, yo. What's up, Tom Hardy? Oh, shit. We're not connected. <laughs> oh, that helps. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, there we go. Okay. Hold on. Hold your horses there, Tom Hardy. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. How's my favorite degenerates this week? Well, yeah. what's up there, Mr. Oh, Man? Give the fuck. It's the Terror Dome Championship. The That's big all one. Yeah. talking about. Oh, man. I'm getting there and there. I was, I was going back and forth, you know. And then mm-hmm. uh, finally, I don't know why, I decided uh, Rawhead Wreck, you know. Put yes, me sir. down for the Rawhead Wreck to take it all. You got right it. On. I have no idea why I decided uh, to you definitely don't need go logic. with Rawhead. But uh, you have a plan to Australia coming up. So <laughs> that might have something to do with it. Uh, hey, on the educating department, you know what? Huh. Fuck, I don't know on this one oh, here. Oh, come on, had man. a good streak going, but. I think this is one of the ones that's going to piss me off. It probably be like, God damn it! I knew that flick. I know or, you've I've seen, seen it. that one before. Yeah, sounds familiar, but I got no fucking. Yeah. Uh, on the what are you looking at department? I did get to catch a couple of flicks. Ooh, what do you um, got? Let's see. I got to catch this one called Miskatonic. No, it was mm. called the Resonator Miskatonic mm. U. Sounds and cheap. Uh, it's. I was picked based on length. It's like 80-some minutes. Okay. I'm like, all right, we'll see what this shit's about. Fucking the credits are rolling. Full moon video. Oh, no. Well, fuck me. <laughs> so, Damn. not that great. Figured that. Um, somehow, the special effects uh, were better back in, you know, the late 90s, I guess. Sure. Um, yeah, kind of a kind of a fucking bad deal. Figured From what that. I hear, though, it's part of a larger series called Miskatonic U, and then they kind of kind of huh. revisit all of the, you know, H.P. Lovecraft flicks okay. that uh, okay. Full Moon and Video has done throughout the years. I'm interested. I don't know. This is where they're going. You can count me out. It, it, I, <laughs> I mean, it's worth the time. Yeah. Uh, I did get to catch another short one called Making Monsters. Okay. Um... This one here, 
I don't know what the fuck to say about this one. All right. Uh, sure. I thought they were going one direction. You know what? It's a new flick. I don't want to say much about it. But let's just say, hey, maybe it's a slasher. Maybe it's a, uh, a mm. supernatural. Mm. You know, maybe it's a, a betrayal, revenge flick. Oh, I'm interested. But then it drops, like, I don't, it's almost like they probably filmed all those parts of it. Okay. And then they just kind of dropped it and said, okay, it's this. And we're not going to talk about all the other shit that was in there. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. It almost felt like. I love what that. What it kind of felt like is like when you're watching a flick and. G. Pete, of course. Of course. He called back. G. Motherfucking Pete. Hell yeah. Sir. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, no, like I was saying, it was, uh, it was kind of like, uh, like if you've ever watched a flick before and then you heard that there was like studio involvement. Yeah. Like they, you know, oh, they wanted yeah. more of this. Almost like they were throwing shit in there because there was somebody like a producer who said, hey, drop it. more yeah. jump scares. So, you know, make sure there's more jump scares between minute, you know, 14 and minute 32. Yeah. Nothing scary has happened rather than just letting the, the characters develop naturally. I, I don't that. know. It, yeah. It, what was an okay flick kind of started to piss me off when it didn't go nowhere. And then it was just like, it was okay, but it was better than the Miskatonic, and this is made okay. by people with hmm. fucking no budget. By the way, this uh, Making Monsters flick does have a really badass mask. Cool. That was what wow. kind of drew me to it. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of curious if anybody else watches this flick, what their thoughts are. All right. Anyway, on to the meat hooks. Um, Songs. You kind of got me intrigued here on the uh, horror music, and you know what? I wasn't 100% sure if you were talking about flicks that had great music during the movie or just horror music because you kind of mentioned that towards the end so Whatever I said, works Fuck for it. You. I'm going to make a couple of lists here okay. so let me just get with like great horror tunes that I guess don't get no don't get enough recognition okay. you know um, you know I think a big one that doesn't get enough recognition from Metallica is uh, The Thing That Should Not Be that's a good one great H.P. Lovecraft song I, I think probably for most of us our introduction yeah. The HP Lovecraft was from uh, Metallica's The Thing That Should Not Be. Creeping Death. Uh, great tune. Doesn't get enough love. Another good one. Iron Maiden's got a shitload of great oh, yeah. metal uh, oh, yeah. horror songs. But check out Still Life if you haven't heard Still that Life. one. from The Peace of Mind album. Oh, um, really okay. great fucking paranoia tune. Possession tune. Okay. Great song, man. And then another one that nobody fucking seems to talk about is from Jane's Addiction. If you listen to the song uh, Three Days okay. off the Ritual De La Vigil album, great fucking tune, great horror tune. Uh, give it a shot. Now, on to fucking horror, or I'm sorry, songs. tunes that remind you of yeah. movies or that are in the flick. Yeah. Uh, I think you got all the big ones, man. You know, like Dawkins and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to throw Freebird. out a couple of others that really <laughs> out to me uh, from Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Uh-huh. Uh, Drama-rama's Anything Anything. That's the scene where the dude's practicing his oh, yeah. fucking karate or whatever. Yeah, buddy! His oh. little backyard dojo. Love that scene. Anything, Love that song anything. during it. Uh, good shit. Uh, for another one... GP it again! <laughs> GP it again. 
There's a man with a lot on his mind. Yeah. Call it back again. <laughs> Double G motherfucker. Double G motherfucking P, oh, yeah. P, baby. All right, anyway, yeah. Drama Rama from Elm Street 4. Okay. Uh, anything, anything. That was a great one. Uh, another good one. Um, I mean, you just. I don't know. If, you know, I think yeah, I think you even called it out. Huh. Um, from, uh, what was that flick? The Crow. When you hear, uh, the cures, uh, burn. Burn, yeah. Uh, when they're playing that burn song, and I believe it's like you get in the flyover of the Yeah, city. buddy. That one's mm-hmm. just fucking super badass. I love it. And then, uh, from Shocker, the song, oh, uh, the whole album. Read the by whole, the band yeah. Head On. During one of the big Dudes of scenes, wrath. the drums are just going and fucking badass. And then, of course, uh, it's gotta be mentioned, uh, hmm. From Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, the Red, red Right red hand. hand and Scream. When you hear the fucking Bang. bells crash in the first one, I mean, I know I'm pretty sure it's in all the fucking. It scenes, is, but different. Definitely, any time you hear though. that, I don't know. For me, it always takes me back, and I'm a big Nick Cave fan. So, right anytime on. you know you, that that superseded hearing it from other. Sh- anyway, I'm droning the fuck on <laughs> football as well. Love you like family. Go rawhead. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Thanks for calling in, amigo. Yeah, thanks, Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> right on, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, I never... I, I'm i not... A, I, I like me some Nightmare on Elm Street. Part four is probably my least favorite. Yeah. Four and five are just not for me. Really, Freddy's Dead was pretty bad, too. Even in 3D, I thought it was pretty wacky. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of forget all about those movies. Wife's on the treadmill. (laughs) I hope. Either that or that hunky neighbor's over here again. (laughs) Uh, Right on, man. I think it is time for uh, a meat hook there, buddy. Yes! Three on a meat hook. This week's meat hook. Our least favorite franchises. Buddy, what do you got on number three? Oh, shit. He was completely unprepared for this (laughs) this round of questioning. All right, number three. Leprechaun. Leprechaun. Yeah, I figured that. Um, Even at its best, in part one, it was more comedy than anything. Yeah. Which is fine. It didn't make my list and it, for only one reason, and that's that I got a soft spot for Warwick Davis. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought you were going to say Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I mean, I like her too, but <laughs> Warwick Davis is hilarious. Oh, yeah. But especially as a stupid leprechaun. <laughs> um, went to the hood, went, went to the hood twice, went to space, went to Vegas, <laughs> uh, did a whole reboot thing in Ireland with uh, without Warwick Davis, mm-hmm. to basically turned the leprechaun into a chupacabra kind of a thing. Yeah. Very wacky. Uh, yeah. How, how they kept making those movies, I have no I, idea. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see a big leprechaun following. No, there's not like uh, lepre- leprechauns. 
you know, <laughs> or you know, conventions for leprechauns. Yeah, maybe it's a dwarf's. You know, hey, we gotta have these. Oh, that's true. Maybe it's like some kind of a union thing. <laughs> yeah. You have to make a dwarf movie every year, you fucker. <laughs> that's right. Shit. All right, get another leprechaun. Get going. another leprechaun. My number three. I'm probably gonna get some shit for this. Final destination. Wow, really? Yeah, I'm just not a fan. I I, I fail to see how tragic accidents are comp- comprise a horror film. You know what I mean? Oh, it's scary. I mean, sure. if, if you know it's coming back to you. Sure, but it's still an accident, you know? Yeah. That's all it is. There's no villain. There's nothing to run away. I mean, death is the villain. It's going to get you. You're going to die. <laughs> Even if you're 95 years old in a hospital bed, you're still going to die. <laughs> right. So, what do you wait with? <laughs> I don't know. But then, but then you're scared of everything. Yeah. Like, do I cross the street? No. <laughs> oh no. But at the same time, it's going to get you anyway. So, just live your life, man. Or let it happen. Yeah. Or just you know lay there. I guess I don't know. Well, that's what most of them did anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just I never could never really get into that. I was okay with the first two. I think when Tony Todd was there and he was like that mortician guy. Yeah. Because he kind of had like a. Like the inside, like he was had the inside track. You know what I mean? Right. He wasn't the villain, but he was like the guru mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. And then they, he didn't show up for the last couple, and I just tuned out. Yeah, I don't know how many they made. I like think 10? they're up to six. Oh, it's a six? Okay. I don't know. I could be wrong. Huh. Yeah. Uh, what do you got on number two? Number buddy? two, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I get that. Yeah, those are some wacky, wacky. fucking movies. Yeah. <laughs> Garbage day. Boom, boom, boom. Gah. First one was okay. Second one was basically... The same thing. It was... They just... (laughs) (laughs) They took the first movie in its entirety and put it in the second movie. Yeah, the same thing. You can't do that. (laughs) No. (laughs) And then they filmed like uh, 30 minutes of the Southern Knucklehead running around with a gun and that's Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I get it, man. <clears throat> that one's pretty, pretty, pretty wacky. My number two, I might get some heat for, but I have my reasons. Return of the Living Dead. Oh, love the first one. Mm-hmm. After that, that franchise took a complete and total dump. And mm. as much as I love the first one, the second one is basically a kids' movie. The third wow. one is basically a Bon Jovi uh, music video oh, with, yeah. with one out-of-place zombie in it. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we go into sci-fi original Eastern European territory where nothing makes a fucking lick of sense. Yeah. Uh, I can't I can't with that shit. And it, there's a lot to be said for the drop-off. I know we've had this conversation before, but when you start off, like the same thing happened with The Crow. First one, great. Oh, man. After that, Yeah. Yeah. That stings, man. That's that's almost worse in a way. Mm-hmm. You know? All right. How about number one? Number one, Killjoy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Damn clown. Okay. That's pretty stupid. <laughs> that's pretty dumb. Yeah. Um, zero continuity at all in no. those movies. No. Uh, the third and the, I think the, maybe it was the fourth and the fifth, had like a loose, I think ICP showed up in like the fifth one. They had yeah. they came in and did like a little music thing in the middle of it, but it's pretty. They, they did the first three, which I have over here, of course. Mm-hmm. Then after that, they got a little bit of a budget behind it, and the fourth one was like 
Killjoy's crazy hell dimension where some kids get sucked into his and, crazy realm. clown and he had like yeah. two or three helper clowns. Yeah, yeah. And then the fifth one was like them trying to I don't I don't know. I never actually watched it, but it was terrible. Hmm. But that's what you get with Full Moon, man. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> it's just a, a everything they do is just an attempt to jumpstart a franchise. Yeah. Surprised they didn't call themselves Bad Moon. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Cheap moon is what Cheap it should have been. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Killjoy because my number one, Evil Bong. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. You want to waste my fucking time? <laughs> At least you named it Evil Bong, so I knew it was going to be dumb as shit when right. I walked in. Mm-hmm. It's about a fucking bong that kills people. Yeah. I think there's three of them right now. Why? Unbelievable. I had, I had like a, a little bit of a crisis picking between this and the Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> but I think there's like two more movies in the Evil Bong franchise than there is in the Evil Ginger Dead Man. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. It's dumb, man. Yeah. I, I can't even. with I, I I think Troma has, for the most part, abandoned their, their franchises, the Nukem High and the Toxic Avenger. Mm-hmm. And they're still doing stuff, but it's super low budget and kind of indie. Yeah. Uh, Full Moon, on the other hand, is just looking for a cash cow. Yes. How many more Puppet Master movies can we make before... They catch on that <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Yep. So that's uh, that's your meat hook for the weekend, mates. Let us know what your least favorite franchises are. Uh, area code 775-387-0275 is the mental health hotline. Or you get us on the email. Just go to paddedroompodcast.com. Hit the contact us link and let us know what you think. Yeah. In the meantime, we have a champion to crown here, buddy. Mm-hmm. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll drive you crazy. I'll kill you all. Dream come true. To the Terradome. For the championship, we had Rawhead Rex versus Valak. <laughs> As usual, inmates, bear with me. Not much of a writer. <clears throat> the vampires slumped in the desert sand. Bodies of federal agents and military servicemen littered the landscape. If only Valak could reach one, feed, and heal some of his wounds, he might flee before the beast got to him. He fought for every inch of ground, but the damage was too great. Valak felt the warm trickle of urine down his back just before it all ended. The beast howled as it stomped the vampire's head to dust. 
with a vote of 9-5, to five, your 2024 Terradome champion, Rawhead Rex, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Tim. Rawhead Rex. Uh, Jaleesa, you're going to... You, you got to do something for us. I, I'm at least going to send you a dick pic, unsolicited. I don't care. <laughs> with a watch. Yeah, with a watch. It's not going to be my dick. I'm going to find somebody else that's much better endowed and possibly more landscaped. But, uh, yeah, you're going to have to at least look at one. <laughs> right on, man. I think for next year's Terra Dome, we're going to go back where it all started with the original fighters. Yeah. The big, the big boys. And we'll we'll battle it out again. We got a whole new group of listeners now, so things could go. I mean, we're used to seeing Pyramid Head, uh, Pinhead has won two or three championships. Um, who else? I think Candyman had one. But we're gonna we're gonna we should do the worst of, of the, the worst like, like what we just did, you know? For oh, Beehook. the worst, the, the dumbest villains. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I'd have to go back and rewatch those movies. Buddy. That's the problem. You're welcome. I don't want to do that. I don't think so, sir. Nice try, sucker. <laughs> right on, man. Well, while you guys are preparing for next year's Terradome, we're going to tell you what movies we got to watch this week <laughs> in a little segment called What Are You Looking At? Yeah. What are you looking at? How about Midnight from 1982? Ooh, how's that? Uh, I put together an order of movies from Severin Pictures because I had a gift card from Christmas. Okay. I vaguely remembered seeing this at some point and thinking, oh, yeah, I remember that. It's got a great cover. Yeah, some kind of a pig thing on uh, drinking a beer, a beer, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's written by John Russo, who was one of the original writers of Night of the Living Dead, so I was intrigued. Uh, it's about a backwoods uh, family of Satan worshippers that sacrifice weary travelers as they get lost in their Pennsylvania area. All right. That's all right, I guess. Low budget, uh, mm. 1982. Also from 1982, Mansion of the Living Dead, which should be, oh, I think it's in the living room still. Um, looking at the cover of this, I would have swore it was a Blind Dead movie. It's, oh. It's got like a, a monk with a skull. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking like Blind Dead. Yeah. It's not. Okay. It, it's about a guy that wears a mask and a hood and he kills these hot chicks. It's it's directed by Jean Reno. Do you mm. know, does that name ring any yeah. bells? It's all just, it's basically softcore porn mm-hmm. is what it is and girl on girl action. These chicks are hot. I'll give them that. Oh, that's good. And uh, they don't spend a lot of time with their clothes on during the movie. <laughs> Got that going, too. Uh, but the movie itself is pretty lame. Hmm. Speaking of lame movies, I also watched Among the Shadows from 2019. This is a low-rent version of the uh, Underworld movies. Okay. Vampires battling uh, werewolves. Mm-hmm. They tried to circle in some... Political espionage kind of a thing. They the president of so there's like a United States of Europe, and the president is a werewolf, um, but his wife is a vampire. So between the two of them, they manage to negotiate this truce. But then uh, the president gets assassinated, so now all the werewolves want to kill all the vampires, mm-hmm. and this ridiculous werewolf private detective has to get to the bottom of who shot the werewolf president before the vampires start a blood war. 
It's a whole ass thing, man. It, wow. I felt like it was a series of graphic novels or something that somebody tried to make into a movie. Hmm. And that's all I'm looking at, amigo. What do you got? All right, I checked out Slender Man from 2018. Okay. No, rewatched it, I should say. Now, a lot of people are going to shit on that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to join them, but I will say that there are some good visual sequences in there. Yes. Like the the woods at night and the uh, the stuff with the trees. I thought right. that was kind of cool. It was. It's yeah. creepy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Movie itself. Yeah. 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 Uh, fall from 20, uh, 2022. Hmm. Um, I don't know how much of a horror movie it is, but it's like one of those where you're trapped up at the very top of a tower. Oh. And, of course, the ladders below you you know, fall. fall. So now you're like stuck up there for days. Okay. I think I've seen the poster. For uh, yeah. It's a, it, it's different. It's got a little twist at the end. Okay. Um, but aren't they wor- on, worth a watch. Aren't they on like a windmill or something like that? No, it's like a radio tower okay. of some sort. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little flashing bulb on the top. All right. Uh, there's a reason why they're up there, but uh, you gotta watch the movie for that. All right. Uh, Southern haunting from 2023. Okay. Uh, eh, it's all right. Uh, seven. I like that movie. That's so we're watching that one. Yeah. Uh, deliver us. Uh, that was a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't find that one, you know, not too bad. Yeah. And the offering, twenty twenty three. Right on. Yeah. Sounds good, man. How about some immersion therapy? Let's do it. <laughs> immersion therapy. Lizzie Kaplan might be one of the most underrated actresses of our time. Mm-hmm. She is good in every single fucking thing she does. Yes, and I she, agree. She looks great naked, too. Oh, man. Season two of True Blood. She mm-hmm. spends a lot of time naked in that one. Yeah. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that part. It's a great show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> two or three episodes of it, anyway. Um, it's kind of weird seeing the Homelander as a suburban dad. Yeah. I mean, he's got like a blank stare about him. Yeah. Like even in The Boys when he's playing the Homelander, mm-hmm. that actor just has like a deer in the headlights thing that just, you know, mm-hmm. the whole time. Uh, other than that, I would say it's a pretty good show. I know a lot of people didn't like the big reveal of what the creature was. Right. I, I was happy with it until we saw its face. Yes. Then I was like... <laughs> they are you a stuffed animal? Yeah, they shouldn't have shown the face. I think, yeah, I mean, or done something different. Yeah, that shark mouth thing with the big eyes. Yeah, it looked like a looked like a a four year old druids. Yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah, little, I don't know, little stuffed doll type. Yeah, Other, but up to that point, I thought it was a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Right on, dude. What do you got for us this week? This week, uh, let's do a little horror comedy. We're going to check out 2020's Freaky. After swapping bodies with a deranged serial killer, a high school senior discovers that she has fewer than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent. That's right. A little Vince Vaughn in there, too. Love me some Vince Vaughn. Yeah. And you'll find this gem on Peacock. Check that shit out, inmates. We'll do the same, and we can compare notes next week. Mm Mm-hmm. But first, you must educate me.
Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. Well, uh, I was on a hot date with uh, this chick I just met. We went to the carnival with a couple of cronies of ours. Had a couple of beers. Decided it would be a good idea to try to spend the night in the fun house. Mm. Everything was going smooth. Every place shut down. Everybody left. I was rounding second base, headed to third. And goddamn, if we didn't catch the freak, uh, accidentally kill the, the carnival prostitute. After she, uh, quote-unquote, stiffed him. <laughs> and now he saw us seeing him, so now he's going to chase us around the carnival all night long and uh, kill us off one at a time. I am, of course, the fun house, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's a good show. You seen it? Yes. Old one. Yeah. Holds up, though, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Who might I be this week? Well, we are going deep, buddy. Ooh. And this one is going to be a little nasty. Oh, because World War II is coming to an end. And I am a college student that was abducted by a group of Nazis and politicians, I think, or diplomats. And me and uh, about six or eight other college students are being held captive in this Nazi compound that's we're basically just waiting for the allies to get here and kill these fucking assholes but in the meantime they're gonna make us do a bunch of weird sex games buddy and uh my friend here is gonna have to eat a turd in front of everybody and uh i really hope my penis doesn't get held up to the the tip of a candle because that's gonna hurt and i don't want that Hmm. Mm -mm. no good who might i be you ask tune in next week and i'll drop some knowledge on you inmates In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, like, comment, comment, subscribe. Uh, Share also if you have time and you feel inclined to do so. Wherever you found this podcast, that helps our visibility quite a bit. We do have a Patreon campaign running. If anybody gives a shit, we got shirts and hats and coffee mugs and uh, a new line of padded room condoms coming out. Oh yeah! Yes, yeah. They, uh, you're not going to use them. <laughs> yeah, <no>. So <laughs> they're body condoms. Nope. Yep. And um, <laughs> let's be honest, none of us are getting laid anytime soon. So. <laughs> they have lots of holes in That's them. That's right. So just, it'll look good in your wallet. That's you know? right. You drop a wallet in front of a young lady. Oh, excuse me, my condom fell out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Padded room. Okay. <laughs> now she's intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Is it a padded condom? <laughs> Um, join us next week for Wolfen closing out werewolf month here in the padded room Uh, buddy you got anything else for the week no alrighty for Jason Harrell and Absentia werewolves um, menstrual cycles birth control devices and the uh, you know holes that you probably shouldn't put in them because that's not a good idea um I saw, I saw a meme once of a billboard that had a bunch of condoms thumbtacked to it, like right oh in the middle of them, and it said, free, take one. Come on. <laughs> really? You know somebody took one, too, and probably yeah. used it. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid memes and the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye, and have a great week. I want to know how to survive in the night